Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. Hi everyone, on this episode of the podcast I speak to Group 1 winning trainer of the great Ashton Rupee, Glenn Rounds. We have a chat about Ashton Rupee's career and what he's getting up to in retirement, how Glenn first started as a greyhound trainer and of course some helpful advice for anybody person out there who's looking to pick up the collar and lead. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, so... Firstly, I mean, it's probably no surprise to you, but everybody I talk to, I say, get on GRV Fast Track and have a look at Ashton Rupee and the amount of bitches that he's had. I mean, you mustn't be surprised yeah. at all, but what a response he's had. Yeah, no, he's going super, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. We we thought we'd be busy, but we never, uh, Ray and I never expected this, you know? <laughs> It's um yeah, I was going to say, are you a, a little bit surprised given how many good stud dogs are around? Yeah, I think I don't know. People are looking for something else. Maybe it's probably at the changeover time for Fernando and Barsha. Yep. Yep. And it's all about time. A lot of it's about timing, you know. So it might be just his time, and and, and it's people what people require and ask for. I think in the breeding side of it. Yep. And with uh, DB sort of retiring as well, I mean, he's a—he's probably, I suppose, one of the dogs that potentially could take his place. Yeah, well, DB's uh, not an old dog by any means, you know, but um, uh, once again, he's a Barsha, so maybe the people are, are looking for something other than that, that those couple of lines, yep. you know? Yep. Have you still yeah, got yeah. him now in retirement? I got who? Have you got Rupee now he's retired? Yeah, he's here. He yep. might play. Yeah, he's yep. here. How's he going yeah. in retirement? I, Is he enjoying it? Oh, he loves it. He's he's great with us. He's got a couple of a uh, couple of old dogs that have been here all the while, and they're they're good mates, and uh, they're they're kennelled <laughs> um, near near each other, and they do. We I still free gallop him. Yep. I free gallop him uh, with the other dogs. I, I always do a couple of dogs at a time, and they. They're still paired up with the same dogs that he was um, running with when he was wor- in work. <laughs> does he still give them a hiding? He does. <laughs> yeah, he's a kid's a boss. He lets them know who's the boss too. Don't worry. You know? <laughs> Is that yeah. sort of? They, yeah, they always. I, I suppose going back to the days of Brett Lee, they always said he just knew he was a good dog. Is that sort of what Rupee was like throughout his career? He just knew he was good. Yeah, and and, and they're different. The, 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 the top liners are different. You know, they're, they're, they're more in... I've had a couple of real nice ones, but nothing as, nothing as good as Rupee over my time. But, but um, I've had some real nice ones, and, the, and they're really... The group dogs, um, they seem to have a bit of an air about themselves, you know? Yep, yep. And uh, as, a trainer, as a trainer, you know that they're different, you know? Yep. Was he yeah. um, was he ever sort of highly strung, or was he one of those ones that could just turn it on on race day and then turn it off when he needed to? Well, he's no, no, he's um, he's he's a very relaxed dog, and he's a nice dog. He was he knew when it was race day, and um, yeah, if you if you got in his way, even at home now, if you got in his way when he wants to do something, he'll run through ya. <laughs> yeah, he'll um, he he hurt, he can hurt you easily, you know. Oh no. 
Yeah, if, 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 if he wants to get somewhere and you're in his way, he'll he'll, he'll knock you out the way. <laughs> but um, he's a nice he's a nice dog. He's a beautiful animal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, was it sort of that uh, that Sandown performance at start three, that twenty nine twenty five? Was that sort of for you just sort of reaffirm the ability that he had, and you thought, okay, we've got something here. I was before that, to be honest with you. Um, um, Ray said he was a nice dog breaking in, and the bloke that he came, Benny Howe reared the litter. Yep. But Benny Howe reared him, and um, Benny Howe liked the whole litter, and there was a very, it was a very, very good litter. Anyway, um, um, Sean Case had done a bit of work for Ray Border before they went to the um, breakers. Yep. So they'd go to Sean's, they'd go to Sean's and he'd do a bit of, uh, yeah, straight track there, he'd run up and down with his motorbike and Sean um, rang up one day and uh, that, that's a pretty big statement. He hadn't even been to the breakers then. Yeah, right. Yep. And Sean was right on. Like, I mean, the dog was looking back at Sean on his motorbike after three or four goes saying, is that all you got? <laughs> And Sean said, Sean wrote, Sean told Ray, he said, this dog's a champion. Well, we've all heard it before, haven't we? Yeah, you know? that's right. Yep. Yeah. That's outstanding. You know, but, um, <laughs> yeah, Sean, Sean was on the money, Sean Keisha. And and um, when I, I first got the dog, he was trolling pretty hot pretty quickly and running fast and all that. Um, I put him in a half-field trial at Warrigal before we even raced him. Yep. And I nearly got into a fight that we... He broke the record over the 400 in the trial, and we got accused of putting race dogs in a maiden trial, and that wasn't the case at all. Oh, yep, yep. And, um, yeah, and he broke the record, and it was, it was it was that moment I thought we had something special. Yep, yep. Yeah, he ran, he ran 20, the record was 22.06 at the time, might have been Aston Bolero or something, and uh, he ran 22.03, and he won by a dozen lengths in a, in a half-field maiden puppy trial. And, oh, bloody yeah, hell. Yeah, all... all all hell broke loose, let me tell you. You know? Yeah. He said, here's his know. papers, he's a maiden, I promise. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. uh, so it was on the way home that particular night that um that I rang Ray and I said, I think we do have something special here. You know, that doesn't, that, I sort of try and refrain. I'm not a big noter or stuff like that. I try to let the dogs come along and let the dogs do the talking, but I thought I had something special. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I know it's probably hard to pinpoint one moment, but do you have a favourite win of his throughout, or a favourite race of his throughout his career? Um, the Top Gun was special. The Tim Lee was brilliant. There was a night there at Sandown, Dimity, that um, he, he broke he broke twenty nine seconds at Sandown five times. Yep. Right. Phenomenal. And there was a night there. There was a night there where. Um, they raced on the Thursday night at Sandown, and um, on the Friday they got a, a really bad storm. Right. Yep. At Sandown, and they they cancelled the trials on the Saturday morning to fix the track up, and they cancelled the Sunday race meeting to fix the track. It was really bad, right? Yep. Anyway, and, um, on the Thursday night, I had him in, Rupee in, yep. and Tim Combridge. Tim Combridge. Um, he said, he goes, I reckon the track's a couple off, but it's going to be fine, you know? Yep. Anyway, and that he ran he ran 28.89, and I reckon I reckon that was another record run. Jesus. Yep. I really do. I really do, you yep. know? Yeah. Yep. Is that yeah. when he had box yeah. five? Was that the night he had box five? 
I can't recall. Yeah. He lived, he lived in four and five. <laughs> no, poor bugger. <laughs> yeah, he had, in 42 starts, we had three reds. Oh, jeez. And he won from all of them. Yeah. One, one for three yeah. from three from the one. Oh, he was, he's my dad's favourite dog, and every time the draw would come yeah. out, dad dad would throw the phone or throw the paper and go, I can't believe what box this dog's got again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry. It didn't. We didn't miss it either. We, we drew the two box, I think it was, in the ten, in the... Might have been the top gun. We drew the two box, and I thought, "Thank fuck for that, yeah, you know, like that price." You know? But um, it was sort of getting to this. It was getting to the stage where it would have been a crying shame if the dog didn't knock over a couple of big ones. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, yeah, at the end of it, I said to Ray, "He's had forty-two starts, Ray. The dog was screaming for further, right? Yep. yep. He was screaming for ground, and I said to Ray, "I said, there's no way, Ray, I'm going to start this dog on corner starts." Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't want to do it, and we would have been grinding. We would have grinded the best out of him over six hundred meters. You know. Yep. Yep. He would. He would have. Would have got on the bunny and and grind and broke some sectional records, and uh, and then you would have grinded the best out of him. Yeah. You know. Yep. And I, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. You know. So, in forty two starts, he'd done enough. Yep. Exactly. Did you um? Yeah. Did you ever feel sort of like because he obviously built a, a massive following and everybody just loved him and you know talked about him did you ever feel sort of pressure or nervous or anything like that when you took him to the track and sort of everyone was just looking at him and wanted to be a part of it no no I was pretty good with it all I um I'd done my work at home and made sure he was in tip-top condition and all that sort of stuff but when you got to the track he was the dog was always ready to go there. I was never under a cloud or anything like that racing him. I, I wouldn't have done that. We never scratched him, but I was never under a cloud. Yep. Um, he was always, he was always 100%. That's what Ray, um, Ray says. He goes, Glenn, this, this, his body, his body is brilliant. His, his body of the dog. And um, we, we reckon that we know how the pedigrees of animals with race horses or with uh, the greyhounds or, or anything really, will hold him in good stead as a stud dog because I reckon that'll that'll breed on. Yep. Yep. Well I mean the fact the fact that the fact that he never went amiss, his body was good, you know? Yep. And I mean thirty five kilos and I saw a photo of you with him at Sandown or probably be a month or so ago. I mean he just looks magnificent. Yeah, yeah, he's, he is magnificent. He's a beautiful animal. Yeah. Yep. yep. And tell me about your relationship yeah. with Ray Border. When did you start training dogs for Ray? Um, I met Ray. I first, I first met Ray um, probably back in the nineties, like a long time ago. He, he had, he was, um, he had some dogs with a neighbour of mine. He was, Ray's dogs were called Brookside at the time, the oh, okay. prefix. Yep. And he had a little bitch called Brookside Red who won an Adelaide Cup. And my mate Stan Wardle, who passed away last year, Stan Wardle was an Englishman and he trained it for Ray. And I met Ray at, at Stan's place one day, like I say. 30-odd years ago, and um, I never trained for him, but we knew each other. Yep. And um, and then, I don't know, a couple of years before Rupee there, he was he rang me up and he said, Glenn, I've asked you three times and you've never taken a dog. <laughs> why? You know, and he said, why? And I said, oh. And I, what had happened over the years, I'd sort of always bred a litter or two of my own and pretty done pretty well out of them and hadn't taken a lot of other people's dogs. But yep. in the last few years, I got rid of the brood bitches. We sort of, our brood bitches bred out and I'd, I didn't want to get into brood bitches again. Yep, yep. And um, so, I, so I ended up taking a couple of rays and we've just gone from there, yep. you know. Yep, and what a ride he yeah. took you on. 
Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure, yeah. And yourself, yeah, how, how long? Been once in a lifetime dog. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And hopefully you can uh, get one of his uh, sons and sort of, you know, you probably never get another one like him, but, you know, can hopefully uh, go pretty close. <laughs> oh, we, Vicky and I are looking forward to the time where we sit sit at home and um, watch Sky Channel, watch the rupee pups go around, yep. you know. Yep, you'd be like proud parents. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking forward to sort of that. We bought a couple of rupee pups out of different bitches. Yep. Um, just for ourselves. We don't have any brood bitches, so it's just easy to buy one from one from here and one from there. And we've got, I think we've got four in total at different ages. Yep. And, um, yeah, it won't, won't be the last we buy, I know that, you know. So, yeah, nice. yeah we're, we're, we're looking forward to that. Nice. And how long have you been training yourself? Was it um, something you always aspired to growing up to be a greyhound trainer? Oh, mum and dad had dogs when we were kids. Yeah, right. Um, so I've been I've been involved in greyhounds sort of since oh, well, um, probably best part of 40, 40 plus years, really. Yep. Um, I'm fifty eight now, but mum and dad had them when we were ten year olds. You know. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, but I wasn't training or anything then, and um, probably turned into a t- turned eighteen or nineteen and. Got a trainer's license and trained one or two, and was still working, doing a bit of other stuff, and sort of um, come and came and went with the dogs a little bit, and into other stuff I was doing was a young bloke, you know. Yep. And then, um, and then uh, the last twenty-five years have sort of been basically living off training the greyhounds. Yeah, nice. What? Um, I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, you've you've built up a. A wealth of experience in that time it would have been a couple of key things you know as a trainer that have stuck with you that you know help you get the best out of your dogs i i lived in um i lived in sydney in 1988 as a young bloke i had i had a year up there right i lived in sydney i lived with harry sarkis at london dairy oh yeah so harry was pretty wild <laughs> but i met a <laughs> But I met a lot of people up there, and one of the one of the best people I met up there was Johnny Finn. Oh, nice! Yep, yep. And and, and John and I learned a lot just off watching John and talking to John. And one of the things that rubbed off on me from John Finn was how fit he had his has his greyhounds. Yep, yep. And um and and I, I reckon one of the things Dimity with people is that they haven't got them fit enough. Yep. yep. And um. And I, I might not have the fastest dog in the race, but if I'm fitter than you, I'll generally beat you. Yep. Yep. No. You know? I, I, yeah. I, that's what. That's that's generally a way I to look at it. You know. Yeah. I um. I, it's it's interesting you say that because I hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, I didn't do anything with them this week. I'm scared they're going to break down, or I'm scared this happens. Uh-huh. And you see the yeah. dog try and run five twenty or whatever, and they just can't do it. And they go, oh, I wonder uh-huh. what happened. And I said, well, probably because they what they weren't fit enough for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, people people get a dog like. A, People imagine like a, a rupee came along and then people shit themselves and think, oh, fucking hell, I better not run him, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and it's ridiculous because what what got that dog to that stage is what you got to keep doing. Yep, yep. You know, if you, you got him to 29 seconds at Sandown, how'd you get there? By working him and training <laughs> him. Well, what, what are you going to change for then? Yeah. You know? It, yeah, it's people, not rocket people, science. People shit themselves and people <laughs> shit themselves. Like even the good racehorses. Um, I'm tipping Chris Waller when he had wings. I'm tipping he closed his eyes when he worked, huh? Yep. 
Yep. But he had to work her. That's right. Yep. You have to, but I'm chipping. I'm chipping. He closed his eyes. You know. Yeah. Oh. When she was back. When she was back in the stable and um and the and they're feeding her up after track work. I reckon he was breathing a bit easier. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's got to it's just what's always. It, uh, the answer to your question is that um, um that that twelve twelve months I lived in Sydney was a wealth of experience with um putting the dogs up the straight. Harry had a straight track and John would use it all the time. And and then my involvement over the years, I'm, I'm, I'm great friends with Martin Hallinan and his family, Fiona and the Damo and Cameron, the boys. Yep. And I spent a lot of time up there in uh, early years at, at um, Clergate and Martin's got his straight track. We put the dogs up the straight and you just, just they just love to run and you just run them, just yep. run them, you know? Yep. yep. There's not always, not always behind the lure, you know, you got to, Learn to free gallop them and learn to get them to run, run at eighty percent without the lure. You know. Yep. yep. No, that's great yeah. advice. Some some people then then there's people that troll too often. So it's a it's a bit of a medium. You've got to be in the middle of that. Yep. You know. Yep. And just there's like, people that just they just want to troll their dog. You know. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. You see, some people get a bit troll happy and they troll them instead of racing them. And yeah, it's yeah. you're right. It's about you got to find the balance. You gotta find the balance. I remember we had an old guy here that I grew up with. He's long gone too. An old guy called Ned Bryant in, in um, Melbourne here, Victoria. Yep. And he told me he reckons the dog had a hundred good runs in it. Yep. You know. Yep. And that, that that would be including trials. Yep. I've been told that too. Yeah. A hundred a hundred good runs in it in its legs. Yep. You know. Yep. And that, that was that was. Ned Bryan told me that when I was in my twenties. Yep. You know. Yep. And uh, things that Alan Roberts, Ned Bryan, Billy Bray, some of these old guys are long gone. But I was a boy, and um, I remember meeting them. You know. Yep. Yep. It just grew up. Yep. Just grew up knowing who they were. Joe Hilly, all these blokes are, are what I grew up with in Melbourne. You know. Yep. Yep. Um, and just lastly, you've got another big boy, um, Hara Skipper. I didn't realise how big he was. He's almost pushing the 40 kg mark. And he, 39, he, yeah. <laughs> he carved out 29 to it uh, at Sandown the other week. So you must be pretty excited about his progress. Yeah, he, let, he was a bit disappointing at Warrigal last Friday night. He, I think he's... They've only had a handful of starts, him and the brother. We got them down. Gary Pierce owns them in Queensland. And yeah, um, right. he was a bit disappointing at Warrigal. I reckon he was undecided. And then he went to go to the fence and a dog hit him. And he, I think he sort of was unbalanced and sort of whacked him around. And then a dog ran up his bum and he was all at sea. But he's had, he's had a good solid week this week. And I've got him in at Sandown again tomorrow night in the last race off Fox 3. Yep. And um, I'll, be, I'll just be looking for an improved performance tomorrow night again, you know. Yep. Yeah, nice. And is there any others yeah. um, sort of in your kennel at the moment that are worth keeping an eye on or that you're um, looking forward to seeing their progress? I have got a brother to that Hara Skipper called Hara Salty and he's a very quick dog. I reckon I'd, I'd go as far to say he's quicker, but I've had trouble with a shoulder on him. Okay, yep. And um, we had him going real good, ready to race, then then limped and he limped and oh you're thinking what are we doing now so he you sort of we're back to a bit of square one with him but he goes good and um uh got a dog um vicky and i 
at Terrellgan in Friday night in the Terrellgan Cup. Um, Aston Lira won a raise. He's, isn't he's a much improved dog after a let up where he had a bit of a wrist injury. Yep. And we, we ended up giving him six weeks off and he's come back and um, he's, he's really trolling and racing very well. Yep. No, beautiful. Far as uh, Aston Lira and um, got some young ones in the shed just doing a bit, but no, it all just comes and goes all the time, really. Yep. Yeah, no. Perfect. We've only got we've only we've only got twelve dogs in work. Yep. We've only got twelve dogs, and then the um, rupee keeps us busy, of course. You know, <laughs> the boss man. So, the boss, yeah, yeah, the owner of the owner of the property. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that, yeah. You don't yeah. need a guard dog when you got him there, by the sounds of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everything evolves around him, to be honest with you. <laughs> we work together with the dogs, of course. Yep. We've been we've been together for three years now, and um, uh, things things. She's living with me for the last sixteen months. Yep. And um, we train the dogs together and do all our work together, so it's a team effort, of course. And we've got. Yep. We've got people. Pe- we've got. A, we've always got a group of people that help you. No one does it by themselves. Let me tell you. No, that's you know? right. Does Vicky come from a greyhound yeah. background, or you got her involved? Yeah, she, she's a no, no, no. She's a greyhound girl from Queensland. From oh, no. Nice. Her dad, her mum and dad, her parents owned the uh, years ago. Um, Rocky Ridge breaking in track at not Rocky Ridge. Um, what's it called? The Toowoomba something at Toowoomba Ridge. Oh, right. Okay. I can't, okay, Toowoomba, I can't think of it. Something Ridge, it's not Rocky Ridge, it's something Ridge. Anyway, they, um, so no, Vicky's from a Greyhound family. Her parents, her parents are originally from Rockhampton and came down to Brisbane many years ago with the Greyhounds, you know? Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl Podcasts with Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au.